Hey, y'all. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Eduardo Moran. But for those of you who do know me, you know how indecisive I can be. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking on how we can be uncertain in some things and not trust God with them. As Christians, we struggle with a lot of things. As humans, we like to have everything under control. We like to plan every day and know what we're going to be doing a week from today. But let me tell you something. That's not how God intended us to be. God made us to be beings to always seek him when we're hurt, when we're lost, and when we're uncertain. We are beings that are made to be always in constant communication with him. Whenever we try to do something our way, we end up hurting ourselves. If you have your Bibles or phones, please go to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. The word proverb comes from a Hebrew word that means to rule or to govern. The verses in this book are meant for us to live a better life, to be Christ-like. When King Solomon wrote this book, well, actually part of it, his intent was for us to have wisdom to live a better life for God. In verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. Oh, it's on the screen. All right. <laughs> First word, trust. Trust is something us humans tend to lack. We feel like we can't trust anyone but ourselves. A lot of us have trusted the wrong person. And because of that, we end up having trust issues. Well, let me tell you something. If you read the verse, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. King Solomon isn't asking you to trust yourself. He's asking you, in fact, to not trust yourself. He's saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Meaning, always. Not whenever you feel like it or whenever it's more convenient for you, but all the time. He also states that we should not lean in our own understanding. Because when we do that... We are not living our lives for God. We're living our lives for ourselves. And our steps aren't being guided by the wisdom of God. A lot of times, we feel like we have the answer to everything. And we know everything. We feel like God shouldn't even be part of the equation. At times, we forget who he is. But whenever we do that, we end up hurting ourselves. Y'all. And whenever we think we know what we what's the best what's best for us, we're wrong. Because God is our creator. He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for each and every one of us. What makes you think that he doesn't know you? What makes you think that he doesn't care about you? In Jeremiah 29:11, says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. When we decide to lean on God and trust him with all of our hearts, we're saying that we're no longer going to 
follow our way, but in all ways, we're going to follow him and his plan for our life. Verse 6, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Many of us don't like to acknowledge God. At times, we even forget who he is. But what this verse is saying is that we need to submit to him, and he will make our path straight. So when we submit to him, we are allowing him to take over our lives. Okay, we're making a compromise with him. We're making a covenant with him. Whenever we make that covenant, we're saying, Lord, here's our lives. We're giving it to you. We're submitting our lives to you. Meaning that when we do that, we don't allow the enemy to get a hold of us. Whenever we don't submit our lives to God and our ways to him, we're walking in the danger zone. We're indisposed of the enemy, y'all. And when we put ourselves in that position, we can end up in big, big trouble, all right? Many of us don't like to submit our lives to him because we're afraid that where he's taking us is not where we want to go. We're afraid to walk on water, all right? But if you know Peter, Peter was called to walk on water, and he did it, you know? He, he took his eyes off the Lord, but God was still there to help him. So what makes you think that he wouldn't do the same for you? When God is calling you to go somewhere, he's going to equip you with the right tools to go there. He's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to forsake you. You're going to be with him. He's always going to be with you, all right? Yo, I know. I know it's hard to trust God. A lot of times, even I have trouble trusting him and what his plans for my life is. But that's when faith comes into play. You know, you have to have faith. You have to have faith that God wants what's best for you. All right? So tonight, I want you all to trust him and fully commit to him. God sees in you what you can see in yourself. And always remember that you are a child of God. Thank you. This stage is a lot bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> okay. So, hello. My name is Hannah Garza. I go to Cinco Ranch. And, <laughs> and uh, last school year, um, everything in my life was falling apart. My friendships, my relationships, my school life, uh, but most importantly, my relationship with the Lord. I often caught myself going through the motions of a Christian lifestyle instead of actually having a relationship filled with intimacy with the Lord. And I was fooling everyone. 
I was fooling my friends, I was fooling my family, my peers, my teammates, my coaches. And quite frankly, I was even fooling myself into believing I had this intimate relationship with the Lord. I fell into a state of absolute unhappiness in which I was anything but happy and in turn nothing was making me happy. As the school year progressed, uh, it started getting worse and worse, and uh, I finally began to listen to the voices and opinions of those around me, and uh, in the midst of that, I was blocking out and uh, rejecting even the only opinion that actually matters, which is Jesus Christ. I let my sadness that I'd been dealing with turn into insecurities, and then after that, I let my insecurities turn into a barrier separating me from my relationship with the Lord. I soon began to lean on earthly things and, and even people to fix me, to fix me, to fulfill this huge hole I dug myself into. But the one who is going to save me and the one who's going to save you is not the boy. It is not the boy and it is not your best friend and it is not your family because the only one capable of saving you and me was and is and always will be and always has been Jesus Christ. It wasn't until a few months into this that uh, I realized I needed to take off every mask I'd been putting on day after day. Pretending I, to have an identity I didn't and pretending to be a person that I knew I was not got tiring and draining and, and quite frankly left me even more sad than I was in the first place because it left me with a desire to be this person that I was not. At this point, I decided to let myself be broken. And don't get me wrong, I was humiliated at the fact that I had been giving up on this act I'd been portraying for so long. But it wasn't long until I had my eyes opened enough to realize that it was all a part of God's plan for my life. Because it wasn't until here, and it wasn't until these moments, this moment, that I found freedom and healing, an identity that was not going away and it wasn't until here that I found wholeness. Humanity has somehow taken brokenness and turned it into the most horrid thing in the world while God desires for us to be broken one time or another so that he can work in us in a way he never has before and so that we can experience him in a way we never have before. Through my time of brokenness, I, uh, I found freedom. I felt able to show what I was feeling and not only that, but when I was feeling it. I didn't have to be ashamed or afraid because I knew that's what God wanted. And I knew that he wanted me to be free of this burden that I had been dealing with for so long. I learned that brokenness with God brings freedom for us. And as I allowed myself to stop fighting the fact that I really was broken, um, I grew insecure, definitely. But through my time of insecurity, I learned and I realized and I was taught by God that we as Christ followers must pay more attention and provide more care to what our creator thinks of us rather than to what our critics do. Because once we find who we are through him, and I mean really find who we are through him, nobody nor no thing can change that. Because what he speaks to us is true, simply because of the fact that he is the author of all things. And you are not too broken for him. And trust me, he does not discriminate. Whether you are seven years old or 77 years old, he wants you a whole lot more than our minds could even try to comprehend. 
I was self-doubting until he showed me that even though I might have looked in the mirror and even though I might have hated everything I saw, because of his great love and his selfless sacrifices and his perfect gifts to us, I didn't have to hate what I saw. I can pick up his word and see what he has to say about me. Somehow we've convinced ourselves that a mirror has absolute power over us, that it defines us. But the color of your eyes does not define you. Neither does the gap in your teeth or the size of your clothes. What defines you and me is something so much greater than anything we'll ever be able to see in a temporary mirror. Matthew 5.14 tells us, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Jesus Christ, the creator of every end of the earth and the savior to all who let him be, the healer of blind eyes and deaf ears, he declares that we are valuable, despite whoever has convinced us that we aren't. Maybe tonight you came in with a struggle or an addiction and Maybe I'm here to tell you that these barriers you're allowing to become barriers should not be. He gave up his perfect life for us so that we may have a way to him no matter the circumstance. And I know that maybe some of you are sitting there saying, well, I'm too broken. Well, I'm too messed up. And I know what that feels like. I really do. I know what that feels like. And I know how it feels to be in such a low place in your life that you seriously don't know how you get by day by day. But I also know that we get the chance, the opportunity to serve a living God who tends to make those kinds of situations some of the best. And he is standing there with wide open arms just, just waiting on us to say yes, screaming at us how valuable we are. And not because anything we've done and not because anything we are going to ever do, but just simply because he declares that we are valuable. No past, no person is too broken for God, for healing, for freedom, for identity, for wholeness through God. Romans 8, 37 through 39 tells us, nor anything in all of creation can separate us from the love of the almighty God, the, the savior to everyone who lets him be. Nor anything in all of creation, not your mistakes, not your decisions, not your failures, not your past, not your addictions, and most definitely not your brokenness. Hi, y'all. Um, I'm Tori. Thank you, Eduardo and Hannah, for some awesome messages. All right, so being in high school, we're involved in so many things and we tend to label ourselves based on what we're in, whether it's cheer, band, athletics, AP classes, or student government. Personally, I'm a band nerd. All right, so how many juniors and seniors do we have here? All right, freshmen and sophomores. All right, junior hires. All right. All right, so each of us has something different that we worry about all the time. For the upperclassmen, the juniors and seniors, you are worried about college acceptance and ACs, ACTs and SATs in your grades or those last years in your athletics. For the freshmen and sophomores, y'all are just getting started in high school. You've got all that plus 
having to root yourself in your high school. For you junior high students, y'all have the rest of high school and some of you the rest of junior high. You can change who you are, what you want to be, and how good you want to be at it. So many times, it's uncountable. But we all have stuff we worry about. For me, going into my junior year, I transferred from my small private school to this big public school in KDISD. And I was scared about the littlest things, what to wear, if I could wear basketball shorts to school and if I would get looked at funny, if I would wear the wrong, if I would do my hair the wrong way or wear the wrong shirt. And then I was scared about how to make friends. Even though I had a couple friends going in, I had no idea what, who would be in any of my classes or who my teachers were. But now, I worried about my future. Who, who am I going to date? Who am I going to marry? How many kids am I going to have? Where am I going to work? What am I going to do? There's just everything that I worry about. So needless to say, the future scares me like a lot. All right, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, Jesus gives his infamous Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has been walking and crowds have begun to follow him. And then his, he gets up on the side of a mountain, kind of like if this was a mountain, you'd be right here. Um, and so he gathers his disciples and brings them close to him. And then he begins to teach them. So we're going to pick up in verse 25. It says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So in this section of verses, God is giving us open life advice. Don't worry. In Genesis, God tells us that he created man to govern over the animals of the earth, not to be governed by the animals of the earth. So if God will take care of the crows that are in the parking lot at Walmart, why wouldn't he take care of you? We are the ones that God created in his image. We are the ones created in his likeness. And we are the ones that are, he gave a purpose for. So why do we worry about the little things when we know that God will provide what we need? Let's pick up in verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When I woke up this morning, I had to get ready for school. If you're like most of, if you're like me, then you wake up and leave 10 minutes later because you really want to sleep because school is hard. But when I woke up, I got ready, and then I had to make sure my little sister was ready, and then I had to take her to her little daycare place before school, and then I had to go to school. But when I got to school, I had to worry about homework for my math class, my English class, my science class, my history class. All that was on my mind because it was all due at the end of class or at the end of the day. And then when I got to my internship this afternoon at uh, low cost clinic and old Katie, I had to worry about the patients that were in my hospital right now and how I could treat them or how I could help them feel better. Worrying about tomorrow or next week or next month or next year when I'm not in Katie, that didn't help me 
do my homework today or it didn't help me treat the patients today. It didn't help me say their names. What helped me was knowing that God will take care of me today, tomorrow, and for the rest of my life. As long as I trust and have faith in him, he will guide me. But we spend so much time worrying about our future. We worry about prom or graduation or summer in 35 days, or we worry about homecoming next year, that we don't focus on the people around us and the events that are going on around us. You could be sitting next to someone in one of your classes who is hurting. They are broken inside, and they need you to love on them. But we're so busy doing goodness knows what, preparing for prom and trying to get a limo, that we don't see them. We don't see how broken they are and how much they need our love. And ultimately, they need God's love. Like Hannah said in Matthew, God calls us to be the light of the world. So show love to those people around you and be their light. Thank you. All these awesome students tonight talked about trust, talked about their insecurities, talking about worrying about the future. I want to close tonight by telling y'all something that I really struggled with, and that's selfishness. I don't know if y'all know, but I played football in high school and college. And I lived, I slept, I breathed football. Right, every day I woke up, protein shake, right? Work out, get some curls in, yeah, yeah, right? That's all I thought about. Why? Because I wanted the glory. Why? Because I was selfish. I wanted everyone to see how good I was at that sport. And you know what? In high school, I was a sophomore. When I was a sophomore, I played on varsity. I was sophomore defensive player of the year. Ooh, yeah, good job. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the big man on campus, right? It's all about me. Yeah, yeah, what's up? I'm Landon. I'm so cool. Guess where that got me? That left a hole in my heart. You know why? It's because the Lord did not create us to get the glory. God did not create you to live for yourself. Right, and guess what happened? I continued to make football an idol. I continued to live for myself. And guess what? God took football away from me. I had six surgeries in, in college, six knee surgeries. Blew out both my knees. I had a staph infection that I, I almost killed me. I was in the hospital for 11 days. Could have died with an infection that um, antibiotics can't treat. But the Lord had grace on me. And through all that, I was like, wow, what am I doing? I'm living for myself. And I was so empty. I was so broken. Why? It's because God did not create us to live like that. God created us to give him glory. God created us so that we can worship him. So that we can make disciples. Y'all stop making life about yourself. Don't do what I did. Not only, and, and through all that, through football, when I was trying to do all these things to, to get my name known, I was pursuing the world. I, in college, I went to parties. 
I was trying to pursue all these things is because I didn't have football to satisfy me anymore. So I went to this party, I went to that party, I was trying to find all these girls, I was trying to act funny, I was trying to be cool because I wanted all the attention, I wanted the glory. And guess where that left me? Even in a bigger hole than I was before, I was empty. Why? It's because I wasn't living, I wasn't surrendering all to Christ. I wasn't living my life to the fullest for Jesus Christ. Why? Because I'm selfish. Why? Because I wanted to do my thing. Why? Because I thought that was better than what God had for me. I feel like maybe a lot of you tonight, maybe you're thinking too much about yourself. I don't know, maybe, maybe you were um, just like I was in high school and college, just doing your own thing. Maybe you're in social media looking at too much. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe, maybe you have idolatry of a sport. Maybe you just want to, you don't even care about God. You just want to go off and do you. I don't know. But guys, I'm begging you. I'm telling you. I'm pleading that you will never find satisfaction in this world. You will never find satisfaction in doing stuff for yourself. This world is not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about Jesus. And he created us in his image for his glory so that we will make him known. So God, let, guys, let's stop being selfish. Let's stop making life about us and make life about him. Guys, I challenge you, I beg you, let's just be disciples of Christ and live life for him. Let's stop worrying, let's start trusting. Let's put those anxieties behind us. Let's stop being selfish. Just pray to God, God, take this away from me so I can live for you. I can surrender all to live for you. Maybe tonight there might be some people in here who have never fully put their trust, never fully surrendered all to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've made life about you. Your whole life you just made it about yourself. And you've never said, God, I want, I want you to be the Lord of my life. God, take over my life and just transform me. Because we can't change ourselves. We can't. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you tonight and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If you have never done that. If you've never said, Jesus, I believe in you. I surrender all to you. If you have never done that and want to do that today, and you want to do that today, 